Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Today's episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, like tedious commutes to work or dealing with your annoying boss. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on their crossword puzzles, even though they're available right now or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. So there's literally no compromises here because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com RS and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash RS. ZocDoc.com slash RS. Welcome to r slash true off my chest, where OP discovers that her incompetent doctor may have destroyed her life. Our next Reddit post is from Key Photograph. I'm a 24-year-old woman. I went to a gynecologist in May who essentially belittled me, told me I needed to seek therapy for my physical pain, refused to complete the test she ordered, and told me that they wouldn't be helpful or useful when I asked why not. Mind you, I paid for these tests, so why weren't they done? Like, my gynecologist point-blank said, We don't need to test your progesterone on a hormone panel because it would provide no helpful information. She also heavily implied that one exam hadn't been done because I don't have intercourse with men. I'm a lesbian, which was entirely irrelevant to why those tests weren't being performed. A few days ago, I saw a new gynecologist, which I did not want to do, but my pain has gotten so bad that it started to affect my ability to make a living. Within the hour, I got blood tests and an ultrasound. I walked out diagnosed with critically low progesterone, a massive cyst, PCOS, and severe endometrial hyperplasia, with a good chance that I could develop cancer, enter menopause, and or be completely infertile in just a few years. Had the original gynecologist done her effing job, I likely wouldn't be in such a medical crisis state. I'm gay, so having kids would more likely be a process than a choice, thus not something I really thought that much about. But knowing that my fertility and my life expectancy is at stake is making my head spin. 
I can't shake the look of horror on my new gynecologist's face as she was doing the ultrasound. And I am so absolutely, completely effing livid at my old gynecologist for telling me to go to therapy when, in reality, I could have already had cancer. I don't know if those five months made a difference in how bad things are, but it's likely the endometrial hyperplasia got worse and the cyst got larger. Which, again, had the gynecologist done the test like she said, then I could have spent five fewer months in debilitating pain. I have never felt this kind of ire towards a medical professional in my life. I asked for the tests to be done that were ordered, and they weren't completed, and I was met with, you don't know anything, go to therapy. Like, girl, you're the one who ordered the tests. I hope she loses her effing license and has a terrible rest of her day. I will never get this time back, and maybe I have less time than I hoped, because she just didn't see me as worth her time and energy. OP adds an edit where she explains that based on everyone's advice, she's going to file an official report with some kind of like regulatory body. So hopefully the doctor does lose her license. Our next Reddit post is from Inner Stress. I'm a 32-year-old woman. I've been best friends with Amy, also 32, since we sat beside each other on our first day of school. We spent our lives at each other's houses, but since I have two sisters, Kate, who's 34, and Jen, who's 25, and Amy has three older brothers, she used to love coming to our girly house and was like part of the family. My friend Amy has been with her boyfriend, Tom, for eight years, and my family knows him well. Last week, I was hosting a mutual friend's baby shower when Amy got a bad headache and decided to go home early. I tried calling her that night to see how she was, but I didn't get an answer and I just assumed she'd gone to bed early. The next day, I found out that Amy found her boyfriend Tom and my sister Jen in bed together. I tried calling Amy, but she wouldn't answer. I called our mutual friend and that friend basically said that Amy doesn't believe that I didn't know. I was gutted that she would think that, but I can understand her shock. My sister Jen also blocked me, so I went to my parents' house and found her crying playing the victim. I lost it, told her that she was disgusting scum and that I wanted nothing to do with her. She is dead to me. My parents tried to mediate, saying that she made a mistake and that she's my sister, but I told them that I couldn't understand how she could betray Amy like that when Amy's been a part of her life since she was born. I don't know what to do. Down in the comments, we have this story from Our Comfort. My wife and I were good friends with our neighbors, a married couple that was roughly our age. I went overseas for half a year for a job. A few months in, my wife called me sobbing, saying that the husband had sent her inappropriate messages on Instagram, attempting to seduce her into a sexual conversation. She sent me the screenshots. My wife was sad because she knew that she had to tell the wife, who had become her best friend. She was scared to lose her. My wife and I sat on the information for a day and came to the mutual conclusion that we had to tell the wife. She needed to know who she was married to. My wife called her over with me on the speakerphone. We told her and she lost it and stormed out to confront her scumbag husband. Her reaction made me think that this was not the first time something like this had happened. After that, just as my wife feared, she lost her friend. The friend just completely ghosted her. After the confrontation, they had had one conversation by phone that afternoon in which the neighbor interrogated my wife, assuming that my wife had been party to her husband's impropriety. We later came to find out the husband had also sent inappropriate pictures and messages to one of my wife's bridesmaids. 
The messages were verbatim the same as the ones that he had sent my wife. This scumbag had a pattern where he targeted vulnerable women. My wife because I was gone and she was lonely, and the bridesmaid because she had recently gone through a breakup with a boyfriend of over a decade. We managed to convince the bridesmaid to tell the wife as well. Since then, the neighbors have pretended that we just don't exist, and vice versa. I never bothered confronting the weasel husband. I found him too pathetic to even bother with. What's tragically ironic is that in the months before I'd left, the guy had offered me dirt-cheap lawn care, which I accepted. He claimed that it was because we were good friends. A coworker of mine said that, actually, he was trying to get close to my wife. My coworker turned out to be completely right, it seems. I'm sharing this story to say that it's very possible that you could lose Amy, and you need to be prepared for that. You need to cut off your sister. Anyone that could do something so heinous, knowing full well the destruction it would cause, will 100% betray you in epic fashion. Really, she already has. Also, the other thing I have to point out is, statistically, the odds that the wife walked in on the husband cheating for the very first time is low. More than likely, he's been cheating often, and this was just the first time they got caught. So, I think the Reddit user who posted his story below pretty much has it right. The best thing you can do is just cut your sister out of your life and hope that your friend comes around, but more than likely she won't. Our next Reddit post is from Sorvius. To preface this, I'm recently single out of a 5-year relationship. I'm a 24-year-old male software engineer who lives in Seattle. I took a solo trip to Mexico because it was cheap. I've been going through a heavy depression phase, and I needed something different, so I arrived and went to a bunch of bars, partied, etc. I wasn't even thinking about hiring an escort, until last night where I just started searching out of curiosity, and it felt like I was watching myself do this. I was still feeling numb from the whole thing, and I couldn't really tell you why I got an escort in the first place because I wasn't even necessarily horny at the time. I didn't intend to tell anyone, and the passionate hugging was mediocre at best because I really wasn't into the idea. But we had a great conversation about life in Mexico and how she has a kid and is going to school for nursing. We talked about our music interests and her dreams of living in Canada. I ended up paying her more than twice what she asked. She could have been lying, but she gave me her real contact info and everything. I don't know. But either way, I'm wondering if it's common to do what I did. It all felt so surreal. OP clarified in an update that she originally charged 125 USD, but he ended up paying her 300 USD. OP, honestly, it just sounds like you're really lonely. Clearly you're single, and it sounds like you don't have much of a support structure to deal with your depression, so you left the country by yourself and hired a prostitute. Not really for the intercourse, but just because you're so desperately lonely that you wanted someone to talk to. At least that's what it sounds like to me. And then, <laughs> and then you came on Reddit and shared it, and I'm not really sure why you shared this. Not to be critical, I'm not criticizing you, it's just there doesn't really seem to be a point to the story. So I think you're sharing just as sharing because you're starved of human contact. So OP, please go find some friends. Our next Reddit post is from Schmeck Roach. About an hour ago, I pulled two babies and a mother out of a totaled car. On my way home from a party today driving alone, I heard a loud bang behind my car. As I look in my mirror, I saw two cars mid-air and upside down. I was shook. Immediately, I pulled over, hopped out of my car, and sprinted to the car closest to me. It was a dad and his adult daughter crawling out of the windows as I'd ran up to the upside-down car. I asked if they were okay, and I helped them, and they both said they were fine, and visibly they looked okay. 
After this, I ran to the second car. It was a Jeep Wrangler that had landed on its left side, all dented and messed up. All I heard as I ran up to the car was babies crying. My immediate thought was, oh man, I really cannot take seeing mangled baby right now. But I had to help. I climbed on top of the car, the right side of the car, and I saw through the windows that everybody was okay. A mom was in the driver's seat and she had two babies in the back. The mother was either drunk or hit her head because she was incoherent and it took about three minutes to unlock the door after me yelling at her to do so the entire time. Once the doors were unlocked, I hopped in and started helping the babies. Around this time, people who lived where the crash happened had started surrounding the car. The first car seat was partially mangled due to the crash. I started yelling for a knife to cut the belt and thankfully one of the neighbor residents that came outside had one. I cut the first baby out as well as the second and both were fine. I then helped the mother out. The cops already arrived and were walking up to the scene as I was climbing out. The cops didn't question me at all and when I went up to one and said, hey, I just witnessed this and I helped all those people, they didn't question me at all. They just said, if you're not involved with the collision, you can leave. And that was that. I left. OP, this entire story is just completely devoid of emotion, except for the one part where you said that you hope you don't see Mangled Baby, and this is just such a traumatic, intense, high-adrenaline situation, and the fact that you didn't say you felt relief, or scared, or angry, or whatever, kind of makes me think that you were probably in shock, or you might be suffering from PTSD or something. I mean, I'm not an expert, obviously. I'm just saying it sounds like you really went through it emotionally here, OP. So take some time for some self-care. Maybe talk to a therapist because, dude, you deserve it. You're literally a hero. My wife told my affair partner, I'd rather be 80-year-old me than 20-year-old you, and it haunts me every day. My wife and I were high school sweethearts. We're both 40 and have been together for 25 years. We have two kids together, ages 5 and 6. For the past five years, I've thought that we're together because we basically grew up together. I met my now girlfriend, who's 28, and I know that I'm 12 years older, but I met her at work. She's beautiful and attractive, and I thought that she was this new change that I wanted. Instead of breaking it off with my ex and doing the right thing, I cheated and got caught. My wife was so gracious about it. She just didn't want us to be together anymore. This was a year ago, and I left our house and rented an apartment. We have yet to get divorced, although I don't want to. Neither of us is talking about it. My girlfriend, however, is not so happy about this, mainly because I left our big house that was originally my house to my wife and my daughters. I inherited the house from my grandparents, and it's worth a fortune right now. My girlfriend wants this to be our family home, and for me, yeah, it is my family home. My family is living there. But my girlfriend meant that when I get divorced, my wife has no claim to the house anymore. Three weeks ago, my girlfriend and I were dropping off our daughters with their mother, and my girlfriend went against my wishes and started talking to my wife about the house. My wife was confused and said the house is hers and her daughters, and she looked at me all confused, but my girlfriend told her that it was mine and that it was time to move out. My wife then said that my girlfriend shouldn't put her nose in other people's business. My girlfriend became angry and said that my wife is a hag who's bitter because she's old. My wife smiled and said, is age your only redeeming quality? Because that won't last. Then my wife said that she'd rather be an 80-year-old me than a 20-year-old you. 
My wife wasn't angry or bitter. She's not old either. She's 40 like me. Am I so old according to my girlfriend? I don't know what my girlfriend was thinking, but I felt so ashamed and angry with myself. My girlfriend was immature and embarrassing. I've been unhappy for months now, so I broke it off because I don't want to hurt my family over nothing. My wife called me the next day and said that maybe we should start talking about divorce. I broke down crying the moment we ended the call. Now, every time I see my wife, I want to just fall into her arms and cry. I just keep thinking about 80-year-old her with 80-year-old me beside her. The way we envisioned ourselves every time we saw an elderly couple holding hands or kissing, and we thought that this would be us too. I realized that I'd rather have an 80-year-old her than a 20-year-old anyone, but I messed that up. Cool, OP. You betrayed your family for nothing. For nothing. For absolutely nothing. Now, not only does your wife not love you anymore, but also, once your two daughters get old enough to really understand why mommy and daddy aren't together anymore, then they'll probably also hate you. I mean, hey, you know, there's a possibility they won't hate your guts, but from what I've seen, when a mom gets cheated on, the teenage daughters tend to take their mom's side. So, I think you may have just bombed your relationship with your daughters, too. Whoops! Whoops! Maybe you shouldn't have cheated, OP. Maybe you shouldn't have cheated. That was r slash true off my chest. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.